Hello and welcome to our latest Dorset Healthcare podcast, a roundup of news from around the trust you can download from our intranet site, Doris. Eugenia Fele took over as our Chief Executive this month and immediately set out his vision for the future of the Trust in a video for staff. He said he wanted to concentrate on three priorities, ensuring the best patient care through continued quality improvement, empowering all of us to innovate and make changes to how we work, and improving our experience of working for Dorset Healthcare. Eugene said he was keen to focus on the things which really matter to staff and make our working lives as good as they can be, but acknowledged this wouldn't happen overnight. Far too many of you still feel that you're held back in terms of opportunities. Far too many of you report that you're not able or you don't feel able to make a difference uh, to patient care or patient safety in your environments. Far too many of you are not yet able to recommend us as a place where you would ask someone else to come and work. Those are things together that we should start to fix. Because if we are focusing on improving the experience of staff, we immediately start to impact on the improvement of the experience for patients. And you can watch the full video on the homepage of Doris. After more than five years in charge, Ron Shields stood down as Chief Executive at the end of January. When he was appointed interim chief exec in October 2013, Dorset Healthcare was in breach of its licence with the regulator. But during Ron's tenure, the organisation has made a range of improvements and following the last visit by the Care Quality Commission, we were rated good, with several services judged as outstanding. Ron spent almost 40 years working in the NHS and colleagues past and present turned out for his send-off at Trust Headquarters in Sentinel House Pool. League Governor Jan Owens was among those paying tribute to him. She said the Council of Governors had gone from strength to strength during his time at the Trust and recalled a visionary speech he had given when he first arrived. Rod stood up and gave this speech. It was about our patients being right at the centre of what we do. And it was about respecting the staff in every way and valuing them. And it just kind of gave us that sense of hope and recovery that we really all needed at that time. Amron thanked everyone for their support and said he would miss Dorset Healthcare hugely. Being here as Chief Executive has been a real privilege, a real pleasure. Um, it's the best job I've had. Um, I think it's an easy job, actually. There are some difficult things you have to get hold of, but um, when it comes down to it, if you've got good people in the organisation, if you've got people around you in partner organisations, if the relationships are there, if there's trust and there's confidence, then you know, the organisation can and does do great things. And it's not difficult then to just get behind people to actually uh, encourage and sort of watch people doing great things. Our work to keep patients out of hospital and living safely and independently in their own homes was featured on national BBC news bulletins last month. Now, a hospital catering to one of the largest elderly populations in England in its catchment area says it's managed to reduce the length of time older patients require beds. The Royal Bournemouth is working with local care groups to look after more people at home. The report spotlighted how we join forces with partners such as the Royal Bournemouth Hospital to ensure people are looked after appropriately in the community. 
One of our Bournemouth district nurses, Marion Cullingford, was filmed going about her work, including visits to two patients she supports out in the community. Our first patient this morning is a lady who lives in a care home. Um, she's diabetic, so we visit her daily. Shelley, I'm just going to give my hands a wash, OK? okay. You've had your marmalade on it this morning. Right, <laughs> <laughs> sharp prick come out. Well done. We try our best to keep people out of hospital. It's so disorientating for them. The home is the best place. You know, we're now regularly looking after 90-plus um, with long-term conditions that aren't necessarily going to get better. And to see the full report, go to the latest news section on Doris. Care for women dealing with mental health issues before and after childbirth is set to improve significantly thanks to a state-of-the-art perinatal mother and baby unit planned for St Anne's Hospital in Poole. The eight-bed facility has been granted planning permission by the Borough of Poole Council and will replace the existing unit at Allamhurst Road in Bournemouth, which is struggling to cope with demand. The new build will provide extra capacity for local women suffering severe mental illness such as depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, bipolar and postpartum psychosis after giving birth. It'll provide specialist care and allow mums and babies to stay close to their families rather than having to travel to other parts of the country for treatment. The unit will cost just under £7 million to build and Paul Williams, our Head of Capital Planning, explains what will happen next. So it's location. Uh, there's a tiny little bit of land left in the corner of St Anne's by the Chattersley Glen site uh, and the adjoining service road which leads onto the back of people's houses. Um, we're going to be taking up that little bit of footprint there and uh, building the perinatal there. Um, planned works, well if all goes well in the spring of, of 19 we'll be on site on the enabling works packages and completion round about sort of, um, autumn 2020. Uh, if all goes well. And we are also pushing ahead to establish a local psychiatric intensive care unit for children and young people, despite the recent rejection of a planning application by Bournemouth Borough Council. Councillors turned down our bid for a purpose-built eight-bed unit at Pebble Lodge in Allamhurst Road due to fears over its impact on the privacy of local residents, loss of trees and other planning issues. We are currently reviewing the decision and investigating alternative options for development on the site. Our annual Quality Matters conference took place at a packed Cobham Sports and Social Club near Wimborne last month. More than 150 staff took part in the day, enjoying presentations exploring collaborative working, peer support, patient feedback, end-of-life care and much more. The winners of the Quality Matters Awards also showcased the great work they've been doing and attendees were given the difficult task of voting for an overall winner on the day. That prize went to the Speech and Language Therapy team for its work providing voice banking for people suffering the debilitating effects of motor neurone disease. The day also featured an open space session when people had the chance for lively discussion about a wide range of healthcare topics. Feedback from the conference was hugely positive. Finding the conference day really exciting, you know, lots of good work going on out there in the communities that we don't always get to hear about. It's great that we can be a central event 
you know, learning about different ways different people are working and some really good examples of how people are improving the quality of their uh, patients' outcomes and experience. Great stuff, guys. It's been great here today and I think I've really learned um, really a, a lot and it's great to see to all the different speakers and um, about Cementity and, and I've been doing the poster over here, about four you forum, but um, it's just been lovely sitting around the table chatting to people and learning about what people are doing. So it's been a great day all round. Thank you. And for more details of the events and the award winners, look out for the March edition of our Quality Matters electronic newsletter. A series of staff engagement sessions are taking place around the county over the next few weeks to give all of us the chance to shape the future direction of the Trust. We're reviewing the strategy which underpins everything we do, sets out our priorities as an organisation and how we deliver them. With work underway to transform our services in the wake of the recent clinical services review, the next few years will see major changes and staff view should be at the heart of our plans for the future. Anyone can attend the sessions which will feature some guided discussions, seek views on what we do well and what we need to improve on, as well as helping us develop proposals for the board to consider. To find out the dates and locations of the sessions and book your place, just search Shape Our Future on Doris. The Care Quality Commission recently made a request for information about our services, which means we can expect an inspection sometime over the next few months. We don't yet know when the inspection will take place or which specific services will be visited, but the CQC can drop in at any time, so all teams should be prepared to welcome the review team. Whenever the inspection does take place, this is a real opportunity for all of us to share the high standards of care and compassion we provide to our patients, families and carers, as well as showcase innovation and good practice. The last inspection resulted in our rating being upgraded from requires improvement to good, and this visit will be a chance to mark out another step on our journey of improvement. For more information and advice on how to prepare, just search CQC Inspections on Doris. Better internet connections at trust sites around Dorset are on the way. We are currently installing NHS Wi-Fi across our estate, providing free and improved web access for staff, patients and the public. It'll replace our current DHC guest Wi-Fi service and will mean you won't have to sign in every day. Just register once and you'll be automatically logged on every time you visit a site with NHS Wi-Fi. This not only includes enabled Dorset Healthcare buildings, which will increase from the current 24 to 43, but also GP practices throughout the county. IMT project manager Andrew Harrison says this will benefit everyone. This is all based around um, the NHS England's initiatives around um, taking control of your health, of your care, giving you access to health resources as you move through the health system. Uh, if you have long-term condition, helping you take sort of take control of that access materials and so on that will help you with it. And also, actually, if you're if you're an inpatient, providing entertainment because lots of people now have smartphones, tablets, and and so on. And actually, having free Wi-Fi, being able to access things like iPlayer and Netflix and so on when you're bored and in hospital is is quite helpful. NHS Wi-Fi is already live at Forston Clinic near Dorchester and will be rolled out to other sites in early March. We'll run NHS Wi-Fi and Guest Wi-Fi alongside each other until the end of March when we'll then turn off Guest Wi-Fi for good. 
Look out for a new poster on Doris, which you'll be able to print out and put up in place of the old guest Wi-Fi notices. Well, with the growing demand for our services and pressures on staffing, our working lives are more hectic than ever. So we need your views on how we can make them more manageable, effective and satisfying. The Smarter Working Project will explore new ways of working to help address some of the issues and frustrations that we experience. And that could be anything from travel and traffic to a poor mobile or Wi-Fi signal. It could be about having some crucial thinking or writing up time, or breaking out of some constrictive processes or bad habits. Smarter Working aims to make better use of our buildings, technology and working practices to tackle these issues and to kick things off. We are running a survey to gather information from staff. Sally Northeast, Deputy Director for Organisational Development, Participation and Communications, explains a little more about the survey. So the Smarter Working project um, is, is going to look at how can we make better use of our buildings, um, reduce travel costs and time, and just basically improve the work-life balance of our staff. We'd like to gather as many views as possible from people across the whole trust because we know that one size doesn't fit all and we're not trying to influence something for everybody, just make things work for each individual. And a link to complete the survey plus more information is available on Doris. Just search for Smarter Working. A dedicated team of community support workers has been set up to provide short-term care to frail and vulnerable people living in the most remote parts of North Dorset. Our new community support worker service offers care for patients in their own homes in a bid to prevent hospital admission, enable early discharge from hospital and support people nearing the end of their lives. As well as carrying out basic nursing care, staff offer help with everything from personal hygiene, food preparation and dressing, to picking up medication and washing clothes. The service operates seven days a week between the hours of 8am and 8pm. The three teams, consisting of nine staff, work from hubs based at Shaftesbury, Sherborne and Blandford Hospitals. Each hub provides round-the-clock support from clinicians, physiotherapists, community matrons and nurses, as well as a palliative care specialist. One of the main catalysts behind the idea was giving people the opportunity to die in their own homes, alongside their loved ones. By providing this short-term care, we can ensure the wishes of patients are respected and also provide support for families at an emotional and stressful time. And that's all for this podcast. We hope you found it useful. If you have any feedback or some news you'd like to be featured in future editions, please email the communications team via Outlook or the Doris page where you downloaded this podcast. Thank you.